What does it mean to live with less stuff and more compassion? That's the question we aim to answer every Monday on the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. Hi, my name is Michael and I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Marsha, every week to talk about the intersection of minimalism and veganism. You can find all of our content from articles, recipes and more episodes like this over at theminimalistvegan.com. This week we're talking about a really interesting topic around the idea of a personal uniform. And we look at spectrums from the evolution of clothing and fashion and what it represents today for individuality all the way through to a standardized uniform across everything and everybody to somewhere in between in a personal uniform. So uh, Marsha and I have some opposing viewpoints at times, uh, which make for some interesting conversations. But um, look, I really hope you enjoy this and it, and it helps to challenge the way you think about uh, fashion as we know it today. Anyway, I'll check back in after this conversation to fill in any gaps. Chat to you soon. All right, we're live. Yes, we are. Ready to go. Okay. You're looking forward to this conversation? I have. I've been looking forward to this one for a while now. <laughs> So um, it's good because we've got different views on this. So I think that's mm. what I think is going to be interesting because, you know, we share different perspectives on this same topic. I promised not to start an argument. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. Um, but, but look, yeah, today we're talking like, – well, let, let me give you some context. So over 12 months ago, I wrote an article called – the you know an argument for wearing the same clothes every day Mm -hmm. and at the time you know i was really trying to do a bit of a review of my wardrobe and and understand trying to find ways that i can apply minimalism in a way that made sense um and fashion has typically not been a uh like a a huge strong point of mine it's not a huge focus you've Um, never really cared too much i haven't cared too much about it unless like my mum or my brother would you know guide me uh, or dress me up You're way back when. But is it guidance that you asked for or they were just like, no, 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 Michael, we need to intervene here? No, no, they intervene. <laughs> For my my perspective is very much uh, about efficiency. Mm. But in writing this article, there were some really interesting discoveries which led me to actually establish what what a lot of people refer to as a personal uniform. Yeah. And But before I get into the details of that, I wanted to just take a step back and think about the history of clothing because, you know, when we look at our consumer society, it's really interesting how far we've come along in our evolution. Mm. So, you know, when you're born, you know, you're quickly wrapped in the cloth. And then from that moment on, you basically have clothing. And I think that's really fascinating because at some point in our evolution, we weren't dependent on clothing. Yes, there were some people walking around naked in warm weather conditions, but then those people later on in, in cold, colder climates that had no choice but to wear like animal skins mm. uh, as a necessity to protect themselves against like vicious weather conditions. But then at what point did clothing become a necessity for survival to what it is now, which is the time of writing the article, a $3 trillion market. Mm. That represents like 2 to 3% of the global um, domestic product, which is just huge. A so huge, the GDP. Yeah, the GDP. That is just so much money being pumped into this industry. Mm. So 
a very polluting industry. But anyways, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's another podcast episode. For sure. But I'm just curious to see where it went from a necessity to $3 trillion and, you know, access to as many clothes as we can possibly want yeah. and this pressure from these companies and, and capitalism to push us to be unique and to express ourselves through fashion and to buy more clothes yeah. and to look different all the time. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that evolution when you think back? Well, after having read your content and looking at some of the research that you did, it's interesting how, you know, at some point people started dressing as a status symbol to portray wealth. More, you know, corsets and the bigger, the puffier, the clothes and the wigs and the jewellery and the hats and the, the extravagance of showing off how much you can on one human being as a sign of wealth or as a status symbol is really interesting then compared to people that were literally just wearing rags because they were poor yeah but they still got you know they still had something to wear yeah so i mean we still have a lot of that in society today but not to that extreme in terms of that separation of classes of classes but to the extreme of how much they were wearing for show all the time. Like royalty was wearing so many, like compare the royalty today, for instance. Yes, they get dressed up and they look nice, but they're they're not wearing wigs and, you know, the makeup. That's, I mean, that's obviously that's evolution and that's how it's evolved over the years and hundreds of years. But um, yeah, I found that actually quite fascinating. You know, and it's a good point because I think, you know, even before that excessive sort of clothing that people used to express themselves on status, I found that, you know, an article that I was researching was saying that it's hard to quantify when clothing transitioned into fashion because mm. so from you can't fossil, to fashion. Yeah, because you can't fossilize a garment. Yeah. But a life study showed that it's been approximately 170,000 years. Yeah. And at that point, it was more about differentiation in the 1300s in uh, like gender differentiation, yeah. religion, heritage, and like sports. Mm. You know, it was, it became that separation of what you wore just to distinguish yourself in society. Yeah. Um, from even a practical level, but then you yeah. said it quickly evolved to, mm. you know, status. Mm. And and I think that's a really good symbolism of where we are today. Yeah. Um, but then when I think of that, I, I then think of the other side of the spectrum, which is, you know, some people have proposed that there should be like a standard uniform for everybody. And look, that sounds extreme, but let's just take a step back here. I, um, you know, my previous employer... I had a uniform, a work uniform. In sporting teams, I had a sports uniform. And I remember in all of these contexts in my life, I really enjoyed putting on a uniform because, again, I like I have a efficient mind, not a fashion mind. I really like the idea of not having to think about what I had to wear. Yeah. But I also like the idea of being bonded as part of our community. Mm. But so not it's compromise. like I belong in, yeah. as part of this group. Absolutely. Yeah. But not compromising my personality. So like you and I watch Orange is a New Black. And sorry to reference pop culture here. It's a Netflix TV series. And, 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's a show where all these women are based in jail, in prison. Mm-hmm. And they wear the same prisoner clothes all the time at this show. Mm. But we know so much about their characters. I think they did change once they changed prisons. Remember? They went from orange to the like the greeny grey, the, the beige, yeah. Yeah. But it's like all standard uniform. Yet we know so much about their personalities and characters. Yeah. So, yet that's what's portrayed with fashion. It's mm. like you have your own fashion sense to portray and express who you are. Mm. Yeah, there's evidence that that's not really the case. But I think it's gone so extreme in the other direction where people feel like there's such an abundance of that now that you can literally buy a new top every day for a few dollars and not really care too much whether you'll like it the week after or not. So there is this disposable nature of not really thinking twice about anything. It's just consuming, consuming, consuming and getting rid of without thinking about it so you think it's like because like, there's so much access yeah well they've tried to you know fast fashion has tried to make everything so cheap that it and it's also made for it to fall apart quite quickly so yeah. to build a personal uniform on the back of that would be really difficult and i think that sense of overwhelm when it comes to styles and and what's in and what's not i think can be really confusing for people to go okay in a world of fast fashion, how can I create a personal uniform that's going to go the distance? Yeah. Um, yeah, before we get into that, just wanted to take it back to this idea of having a standard uniform because um, I don't know about you, Marsha, but like I've certainly seen time and time again in fictional worlds that we create, whether it's in, in movies or books, a lot of the time the picture is painted that the society, a progressive society, mm. whether that's like a made-up society in our world or on another planet, mm. wears the same uniform. Yeah. Um, and again, like it's interesting how that uh, standardized uniform is symbolizes progression. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on like just this two, two extremes of like individuality and individuality through personality? Well, I think that sometimes when we look at in the future that maybe that's what I guess people are craving so that they can stand out as individuals rather than be judged by the their appearance all the time. Mm. So, and I think that that's a really interesting point in terms of, you know, all futuristic movies. A lot of them, yeah, they do, they do have a uniform, male or female, that they they do all dress the same. Yeah. I find that quite fascinating. Yeah. But we know that that's an extreme thought in reality and it's highly unrealistic that that's ever going to happen. So there's the difference between everyone having the same uniform and then you having your own personal uniform. The two differentiators that you create your own rather than being told what your uniform is. Correct. So, and and then that brings us to the next point is is this idea of a personal uniform. And, you know, because so far we've talked about, you know, individuality and then uniforms, the standard uniform. So what's in between and what I was doing this research was about wearing the same clothes every day. And it was really inspired by uh, Steve Jobs, the, the late CEO of Apple and founder of Apple, who was known for wearing, I don't know, Master, do you remember what he wears? Black turtleneck jeans and white sneakers. Yeah, so he wore Levi denim jeans, uh, New Balance shoes and a black turtleneck. And 
uh, every time he walked on stage, every time he walked into the office, he was wearing these same clothes. And he had like a hundred of these turtlenecks that were designed specifically for him. So he said like, I'll have these are to last me for the rest of my life. So yeah, so he, he's got a whole wardrobe of these things like a superhero. You know what I mean? So, like, a superhero will just wear, Mm-mm. you know, they'll be known for what they wear. Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. Because they're recognised, right? They're recognized. When they're seen in the air flying or whatever, yes. that people can see, oh, that's that's Superman. Exactly. So, it's um. So when we think of someone like Steve Jobs and, you know, we've got other examples now, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, I think Barack Obama wore, like, the same suit but in two different colours when he was in office every single day. You had multiple versions of this uniform that you that you wore and that represented you, and then people begin to recognize and remember you for that style. Funnily enough, we couldn't think of any women that have I know, a personal uniform. I know there, there there are some like we've like in the article we do reference some female examples, but um they're they're probably not as famous that we've um, yeah. managed to find. Um, so if you have thought if you do know of any um you know quite popular females that tend to wear the same clothes every day would love to know please you know leave a comment in the show notes when we link to it um because we'd really like some more examples but yeah so there's this whole idea of like becoming you know developing an iconic style Mm. that you just um you know it's like your your like superhero suit um so this is this is really interesting because when we think to Yes, we've used superheroes, but we cartoon characters. Um, I think you mentioned off the air the Wiggles. The Wiggles, yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, so cartoon characters like Snow White wears the same outfit the whole way through the cartoon. Princess Jasmine from Aladdin as well has the same outfit. Yeah, but we, you know, we, I think we're comfortable with that continuity of characters. Yeah. So the whole idea then was. You know, taking this this philosophy that we know of iconic style and then applying it to our everyday life, mm. and so and and so so the whole idea of a, a personal uniform is basically establishing uh, some clothes that you can wear every single day, but then you go ahead and you you purchase multiple items of that same clothes. So yeah. to give you an example, when I did went through this process last year. I it was really strange to order that many clothes of the same clothes mm. for me. So it was like I found these t-shirts that I really liked. So what I did is I got two t-shirts of the same color, but then I got four or five. Five different colors. Yeah, so I had a maroon, navy blue, black, white and light blue. So yeah, five. Yeah. So I I bought 10 t-shirts, which yeah. is just really strange and unusual thing to order for me because yeah. i've never done anything like that before normally it's like you get one t-shirt at a time or one shirt at a time yeah and then i got pants so i got two black pants that were the same and two beige pants that were the same mm. so uh, the same style the same style the exact yeah. same style yeah and then i got um the same shoes one in white one in black <laughs> so this was like my everyday uniform and then i had a black uh zip hoodie Mm. Two black zip hoodies, mm. and I basically wore this. I basically, oh, still wear I still wear these clothes. I'm wearing it right now, um, for like the last twelve months, yeah, at least. And that has been quite an interesting experience. So, like from writing the article 
and sort of convincing myself that, yes, a personal uniform is amazing. This is what I want to do. Establish an iconic style to actually implementing it has been, you know, quite interesting to experience so far. Mm. But could you wear, because what you're saying is multiple colours, in the same style but multiple colours. Yes. Could you literally just go pick one of those colours in the tops and one of those colours in the pants and have like 10 of each of those? Because when you're looking at like iconic styles like Steve Jobs, he didn't have multiple colours of his turtleneck or jeans. He had literally the same. Correct. I, you eased your way in. Maybe you'll go yeah, to that and that's, extreme next. And that's, but. you know, and that's the parameter I wanted to set. I wanted to have variety by color. Mm. So, like, if you if you really like a dress, then you could get the dress in, like, a black or gray color to have some sort of flexibility. Yeah. But it's still the same cut, right? Mm. Um, so, could I do it? Yeah, I could. Because it's still I mean, then it's, you have the choice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you still then have to make decisions and go... So should I wear this color today with these pants? You know, you still got ten. Do you know what? Ten options. I didn't feel that way because yeah. I subconsciously just rotated. Like I'm a bit weird that way. I'm a bit like routine, so I'll just rotate the combinations. Mm. Um, so you weren't like, oh, I feel like wearing this maroon top today. Yeah, it was just like maroon top, black pants. Next day, light blue top uh black pants next next is beige pants black top like i'll just mm. literally so you didn't have any issues with making making that decision i guess yeah that's interesting yeah it was just like new flavor of ice cream every time i got it was just like i just rotated it it was the same cut but it was still ice cream <laughs> not all types of dessert <laughs> true true that's the way i um i approached it and how are you feeling now about it because like yeah, you've lost 10 kilos and those clothes don't, like the t-shirts look big on you. The pants are too big. Yeah, it's a bit of a situation. So what's the next step? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't know because I think if, if you're thinking about establishing a personal uniform, I think it's, it's fun because it's like, oh, okay, well, what's this going to be? But then at the same time, it, I feel like it comes with a bit of pressure now. In what way? It's trying to decide what the uniform is. From a choice perspective? Yeah, or? so creating the the style. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I have to So, adjust. would it be a different style to what you've been That's doing what I now? need to assess, right, is is I think it, it surprisingly... I, I, oh, I, there's a few other things that, that you sh- people should know is that, like, in summer... Mm. Uh, I would change from the pants to um, shorts. Mm-hmm. So then I had two two green khaki shorts and two black shorts, the same. And I would just rotate through them through summer. Mm. So there's a couple of things is like it, it can be seasonal, although I just ended up being sort of it shorts or not shorts. <laughs> mm. And then in winter, I'll just wear my hoodie or I'll wear my big puffy jacket. So this is the thing. So, when, you, when you live in a place where you've got the four seasons properly... Yeah. And then you've got to consider a little bit more than just, you know, the, the basics. Yeah, so perhaps. So I think, you know, would I do it differently? I think, you know, now that I lost this weight, I could easily go and reorder all the same things. In a smaller in size. In a smaller size. But I am interested to maybe explore the fashion side a little bit more to see, okay, within a uniform context, within, let's say, a warm season and a cool season, you know, what... What could that style look like? 
and could I maybe look at some different pieces to experiment with? Mm. Um, but the only thing is I want something that's sustainable because I don't want to get into the trap, a consumerist trap yeah. of then trying to re-establish or recreate a new uniform every season or every year. Yeah. You know, I'd, you want ideally, something that's long lasting. Ideally, this would be like a two to three year yeah. turnaround. I mean, you weren't suspecting last year to, to lose because you've been doing OMAD, which is one meal a day. So that's why. And you did some exercising. Um, you've been doing that, what, for four months now? Yeah. And But that wasn't like the plan. Right. When you first went on this journey. So obviously you need to reassess when things happen in life. Yes. So it's it's not that you you know, you'd keep wearing the the clothes are still perfectly fine, even though some of your t shirts are starting to wear now. Yep. I, f- I find it interesting because I personally feel if I went down this route, I'd find it really difficult to find one particular style. Yeah. And stick to that one particular style. Well, that's what I mean by the pressure up yeah. front with making that decision. Mm. But how do you even like, how how do you go about, like for anyone listening out there that's interested mm. in this and thinks that it's a really great practical thing to do, but they kind of might be like, but I'm not, like I'm not into fashion or I don't really know what suits me well enough to commit myself to one particular style or one particular colour uh for a really long time so yeah. how would how would they go about that well i think it's well if you're not into fashion then you're like me <laughs> so you might be more um it, you might be more motivated by the efficiency of a personal uniform because personal uniform can be looked at as two different ways if you've got a high if you're really into fashion at the moment and you see fashion as the self-expression as part of that three trillion dollar machine we talked about then this decision you're going to feel a lot more pressure in this decision mm. because of that's you're going to express who you are mm. as a result of that but even but still if, if you're not as place as much value into it i think it's probably more of a like what do you what do you currently where quite often and is that, is that something that you can explore in more detail and maybe just multiply that yeah. as a starting point um, to reduce those daily decisions mm-hmm. and try that for 30 days or try it for a season and just see how it feels. Because I think what was really important for me initially to keep things fresh was the colour differentiation, but it was also really handy having like 10 T-shirts mm. because it kept the quality of the T-shirts looking really fresh. Yeah. Every time I put it on. Yeah. Now they're wearing down, but for a long time, it was just every time I put on the t-shirt, it was really, it felt fresh mm. and it looked nice. Mm. So I think that's that's probably the big thing is to make sure that you get enough of the same cut in rotation. Otherwise, you're going to wear through your clothes really quickly and they're not going to look as nice when you wear them down. Yeah. And even like if you don't want to do your washing all the time. Yes. As well, that's something to consider. Yes. Mm. But I think, yeah, I think there's there's the benefits of not having to think about what you have to wear every day could be really appealing to somebody who's not as into fashion as somebody else. Mm. I mean, I still think that that would be quite a tricky, I mean, I don't know for me personally, just committing myself (laughs) in that way and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to wear day in, day out. I think I'd really struggle. And I think with that, like I've seen, 
And I'm not really even that into, like I like to look nice, but I'm not even into fashion. Like I don't go to the shops and go, ooh, you know, what's the latest trends? That's not me at all. Like, And I always try and go for pieces that are timeless. I think maybe because it's taken me, I feel like I'm finally starting to get into a place where I feel confident about my style and what I look like. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas before it was just kind of stabbing in the dark going, oh, well, I guess that will do, you know? Yeah. Um, and not really paying attention to it until you actually asked me to go on Pinterest and, you know, search for the styles that I like. And I feel like that's slowly evolving because I don't, I'm not the type of person to go into my wardrobe and get rid of everything to start fresh and cycle that through materialistic way of disposing clothes all the time. Mm. Um, just to introduce a new style, like the clothes that I wear, um, still have a lot of life in them. Yes. So I, you know, and they're not, I probably wouldn't say that at a lot of, cause we work from home now. So I mean, I'm in home clothes most of the time. Need and, a personal uniform for yeah. pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Some high just, quality pajamas, um, on the rotation. So what about from a minimalism standpoint? Okay. So let's, let's look at, I feel like I know that uh, there is, I know that I have, like I can still, yeah, but, but this restriction, th- this restriction that you feel mm. right is, um, I think I understand what you're saying, but I know for me that the, the, the appeal of the minimalism aspect overrides the feeling of restriction. Mm. And in, in fact, Obviously, minimalism d- and restriction depends, goes hand in hand. Yeah, it you depends know what I mean? yeah. on how you look at it and how Correct, you, yeah. you, so you it's like actually to quite... see the value in in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's interesting because, you know, for a lot of people that would be in my situation, I mean, I don't even own that many pieces of clothing. No, you don't. I Compared to most women, I probably have maybe a third a quarter of that yeah and we share one wardrobe between the two of us Uh, I mean there are some clothes that we pack away depending on the season because we actually have our towels and all of that in our closet as well so Mm -hmm. that takes up space but if we got rid of all the things that normally go into other cupboards we would easily fit everything in there and some on a daily basis, I don't feel like I'm, I struggle too much to, it's more around the weather. It's like, okay, so this is the weather. These are my choices. What, do, what am I going to put on? Yeah. I used to struggle a lot more with making decisions, but now it's like, I'm going to wear that black dress with the black stockings, my black, 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 black boots and a jacket. Yeah. And maybe a necklace. And I think, so, a lot, but I think a lot of people kind of, fall into that category i think a lot of us actually whether we have a personal uniform or not we kind of wear similar type of clothes and rotation and the kicker is when we're at home we kind of wear the same things all the time yeah because you know what's comfortable yeah but isn't that the point right so in our own roofs and no one else is looking around we're happy to wear the same clothes yeah but because the three trillion (laughs) dollar machine has trained you to say it's just kind of an argument anyway let's do this the three trillion (laughs) dollar machine has trained you to say that you need to be individual you need to express yourself so when you need to leave that house and you walk out the door now there's pressure now you're looking at this wardrobe differently what am i going to wear and you have to make those decisions but when we're not under our own roof we don't care and i think why can't that be both my argument for 
the fashion side though and self-expression is the same reason why we we think of Steve Jobs and the turtleneck and the Levi jeans like if if that is important then we can all become our own icons you know and i think that could be a point of aspiration creatively and expression wise if we can find a uniform that we feel represents us mm. and maybe we can change that every season for a bit of flexibility but you know, if, if if that's what people really care about, and let's face it, that's what we all kind of care about because we don't care about what we look like at home. It's when we step out the door mm. is when we do care. Mm. So why not see if we can challenge ourselves to have the purest expression by committing to that all the time mm. and being known for that? I think I agree. I think it's just sometimes difficult I mean, for someone that doesn't actually really put that much effort into, Mm. you know, going shopping and finding new things, like I'll buy something if I come across it or if I really think that like it suits my style. But other than that, I rarely ever buy clothes or unless I go, okay, I have one jumper that I'm wearing all the time. I need another one in rotation because this one's falling apart. Yeah. So that's when I'll go out and and look for a new jumper. So I'll go to a secondhand store and I'll look at what they have available. I don't yeah. I don't look at new first. Yeah. And this is the other thing when you're trying to close the loop on constantly buying new things. I mean, this is a whole other topic in itself. Which but kind of ties into each other. Because I think if you've got a personal uniform and let's say you've got that on a two to three year rotation seasonally, then um, you're not going to be enticed to buy beyond those means from a excessive consumer standpoint oh no i get that and but closing it's, the loop there but you're still supporting uh new clothes being produced whereas if you're buying second hand i suppose it just depends because you're you're already a minimalist right so it's a bit of a different case study for you because you don't have many clothes so um you're already so from a consumer standpoint you know you've reduced your impact quite significantly with your fashion choices Mm. but someone else listening to this who's not who's aspiring to really simplify their life this could be a really practical way and a straightforward way to approach that Mm. as opposed to yeah talking about the 33 garments you know each season uh, capsule wardrobe there's a lot of decisions you need to make Mm. to figure out what that list looks like Mm. So, you know, maybe this could be simpler. it's still definitely yeah. a worthwhile exercise. Maybe if you're struggling with it like I am, maybe you start with the 33 yeah. and work your way down from there. Define the types of clothes and start paying attention to what you're wearing on a regular basis. Yeah. Get it down to that tighter rotation and then go from there. Yeah. So I guess what I'm I'm just trying to say is that I feel like it's important not to still promote consumerism is to kind of if people want to determine their own personal style because they already obviously have clothes they need to get rid of those clothes somehow to actually then introduce 10 15 of that same piece of clothing for sure so this is where i want to just be mindful to say maybe first start with like a capsule wardrobe reduce it down to that see how that feels and, you know, I still definitely see the benefits of a personal uniform, but that kind of then still does tie into a little bit. It definitely meets the minimalist side, but 
consumerist at the beginning. Yeah, from a waste standpoint. Yeah. yeah. But it's the same as somebody saying that like, oh, I'm a minimalist now and I only want to get things that I really want. I only want to have things that are really essential to me. Yeah. So now I'm going to go like throw out everything yeah, and then buy yeah, a whole yeah. bunch of new stuff. Yeah. It's the same sort of mentality yeah. that yeah, you're yeah, alluding yeah. to here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think if I reflect back to when I... um made those purchases i mm. had i was literally running out of clothes oh yeah so you, you needed actual wardrobe I needed, upgrade like fundamental t-shirts yeah. i needed t-shirts yeah um it was getting bad yeah so, so you didn't you actually had maybe there was maybe one pair of jeans that weren't that maybe didn't fit you anymore or yes. that that you know that you probably weren't going to wear anymore anyways yeah but outside of that, I think everything else needed to be downgraded to home clothes. So this is the other thing I wanted to, to, to the other point I wanted to make is that um, if you're thinking, hang on, the personal uniform does that mean you wear the same clothes every day in every context? And I want to clarify, no. Mm. So I don't wear my uniform at home. Mm. So I have home clothes. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to make that really clear. So it's like so literally the demoted. The t-shirts Correct. that you're wearing out before are still in the yes, house. Yes. So the that point you, you just made now. before, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened. All those yeah. old ruggedy t-shirts became home clothes. Yeah. And so old jumpers also are now yes. home jumpers. Yes. Yeah. But when I walk out the door, yeah, it's like there's a uniform. Yeah. You know. Less again, yeah. there's no decision like, to like, be made. It's like Batman, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> you know, he's living his life. Wearing his home clothes and then oh, he has right. to go out fight crime and then he puts on his you know, his bat suit okay. in the Batmobile. Yeah. Okay. No, that's not me. But but you get the point. That's yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um and then like for exercise, I mm. don't wear the personal uniform. Yeah. Well you can't. Yeah. Like I mean that would be silly. Yeah, no, to... but no, I just think that that's what I thought. When I when I heard of this personal uniform, I'm like, Oh, well, hang on. Is it what for are the every rules occasion? here? Yeah, yeah, is it like in every occasion that you wear it? And mm-hmm. and I should say that I cheated. Like, eventually I got to a point. Like, there was a point where I was just wearing a uniform everywhere. Like, we'll go out to dinner, and I'd <laughs> rock up in a t-shirt. Again, my history. Don't really care for fashion as much. But then eventually I started to wear shirts. Mm. But then it's like the shirts. It's like it felt like a uniform itself. Well, they're the same shirt in two different colors. So you have like <laughs> you have one pair of pants. Yes. And you have two shirts that you rotate like the pants obviously go with both those tops. Yep. So when and you wear those pants to a wedding. Yes. You have one dress shirt. <laughs> yes. So you have one black dress I don't have, shirt. Have, I don't have a suit. No. So you have one black dress shirt. Yeah. One beige pair of pants that can be dressy enough to wear when we when we go to a wedding or when we go out for dinner or somewhere nice. Yeah. And you've got your nice shoes that yeah. you bought in London. And then you've got two shirts that are more casual but still dressier than just wearing a T-shirt. Yeah. So they're in rotation. So right. that's kind of like your every now and then because we don't really go out much. Yeah. I mean, we don't go out to and like, anywhere that's worth And the thing is, it's like, yeah, for. when I put on one of those shirts... Everyone around me is like, oh, my God, you're so dressed up. <laughs> well, it's because I've managed to lower the standards of everybody around me so much with T-shirts. That when I wear a casual shirt, it's like innovation. Yeah. Um, so that's and, – and like we just did a shoot last week. Uh, so we're getting new photographs for our website, which should be coming very soon. Yeah. We're so excited. 
And, uh, you know, Marsha's pulling out her wardrobe. You didn't, you didn't bring that many things, actually. You, no, you had a few. but half gone. of it was not even my clothes. Yeah, actually, <laughs> there you go. You borrowed your mum's clothes, right? Was it your mum's? Yeah, Okay, clothes. you comfortable saying that on air? Yeah, why yeah, not? Okay. <laughs> go you. You do you. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, why would I be embarrassed? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, oh, yeah, use my dad's clothes. Thanks, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, but for me, like, Lauren, our photographer... I was looking at my side and it's, it was literally just like <laughs> like my go-to colours in my T-shirts. <laughs> so my maroon and blue and then my two dress shirts. And it was, they're not even dress, the casual shirts. And that was it. And you had two pairs. Well, you actually, I've secretly stashed your jeans that I refused to get rid of when you got into this personal uniform situation because um, they were too small for you then. But I pulled them out just recently because I was like, I'll oh, try these on. Let's you see, see if they fit. You see how proud Marsha looks right now. <laughs> so proud. Well, they were brand new. Yeah, You yeah. got them for your and birthday. And you know, that's a good... Maybe we need to do a podcast episode on that is sometimes I go over the top yes. with my discarding. So maybe that's an article first. and I don't know. We'll figure it out. But like, I tend to make a decision to get rid of things and I don't look back. Yeah. Sometimes Marsha feels There's regret for regrets. me. Yeah. Well, you do because I don't really... Yeah, you don't. I don't. I mean, but I've then, done it before where I've gotten rid of things yeah. that I just go, oh, crap. Why <laughs> did I... Like, you get into this headspace and it's like you black out <laughs> and yeah. then you come out the other end and go, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> so... It is so good. Like, but I do, it feels amazing. But at the same feels, time, you know what? you've got to be... It's just looking at your cupboard as well and it's just like, oh, it's just not much there. Yeah. I still kind of want to just go back to the point of the decision that when you made to go to a personal uniform and to determine that one style. Oh, yeah. Like how how did you get to that style and why did you pick it? There was a lot of research that went into that actually because for me, like I like streetwear. So I knew that's the path that I wanted to go down. Luckily... There was a, there's an online store that's from New Zealand called AS Color that I tend to like most of their streetwear clothes uh, and some of their clothes are organic. Um, I called them up to question about their fair trade principles and it seemed to be pretty good as well. It made it easier because um, I was kind of shopping from that one outlet. Mm. And that's the hardest part is actually finding a place where you can get things in multiple colors. Correct. And in your size. Yes. And in the style that I was going for. Yeah. Yeah, because for me, it was like it came down to like... But they're oh, really easy. Like AS Colour in that sense is really adaptable. Like they've got basics covered really yeah, well. Yeah, I wanted basics. Like yeah. I wanted... I, I, basically, what I wanted is I wanted quality... Ba- actually, that's their tagline, quality basics. So it's more about I was going to go for a bit of volume of the same cuts. So I wanted to keep them fresh. And keep it simple. So that that was my. So there's no branding or anything on these clothes. Mm. You don't. It's just plain. It's just plain. Yeah. So that's the conclusion I came to. Is I wanted streetwear. I wanted super basic clothes, uh, and that's happened to be the shop for me. So it made it pretty streamlined. But I, m- I remember leading up to that point, there was consideration of like, oh, jeans. You know, I had mm. to. Ha- I really thought long and hard about jeans and the future of jeans in my life. And because it's a personal uniform, I would have had to commit to wearing jeans every day. And some people are just jeans people. 
But you were a jeans person I was a, for most of your I was a jeans person. adult life. Yeah. I didn't want to be a jeans person anymore. <laughs> what happened? Jeans are just not as comfortable as these other pants, you know? Yeah, um, that's true. Well, when you have a drawstring on them, they're definitely not as comfortable <laughs> yeah. as jeans. Yeah. I mean, the other way the around. The other way around, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it was, so I said goodbye to jeans. In, in my future. So that was but a one diff- that I but hid. One that I hid yeah. <laughs> and then the next decision was like, well, am I going to be a shirt person or not? Because there was two trains of thought. It could have been like an AS color. I could have gone long sleeve t-shirts or short sleeve t-shirts. Or I could go long sleeve shirts or short sleeve shirts. Yeah. Um, but then if I want shirts, then I'd need to go probably either jeans or slacks. So there was all these considerations. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm not really a shirt person mm. i'm more of a t-shirt person mm. so then it put so it was, it was a bit simpler for me yeah to make those decisions but i did go through a lot of like i was on pinterest i was i was thinking of maybe you could I was thinking put of together hip-hop artists a... and like i was i actually did and then i think of it you asked this question i did think quite a lot i'm fascinated as a minimalist like within a constraint anywhere in your life how far can you push that constraint so, for example, like if you had a black dress, mm. so you can have a black short sleeve dress or black long sleeve dress for two seasons, but then what are 30 different ways you could wear that dress with mm. accessories, mm. belts, jewelry, shoes, earrings, bags, etc., jackets, um, leggings, you know, and it just keeps going. Like I'm really fascinated by like how you can push, how far you can push that one garment for flexibility but then there's still a lot of decisions to be made but if you but you could wear you know the what same I mean? like you've just listed off a whole bunch of things that are still decisions how to dress it up dress it down wear it this way wear it that way but Marsha, there's people in the fast fashion world which are making though all of those decisions i just said plus the foundations yeah, I'm just of tops saying, like, bottoms if it's, jackets if it's a uniform shoes. that and like and you want to try and eliminate decisions to just grab it out of your cupboard that's not gonna work well i think that's far less decisions than what would traditionally be i'm aware yeah. but i think it's still very different okay for you sure <laughs> i'll continue to work on this idea for you all right sounds good <laughs> not interested but thanks <laughs> um <laughs> look i think i might do my own version of it and share yeah. my experience. I think sure. it's it's about time that I actually put some effort into it. and Well, not effort, but just started thinking about it a little bit more. Yeah, because I think, you know, like for, for us, it's the, the vegan side, the wasteful side. There's a whole consideration of where to buy clothes yeah. and who to support, Yeah, uh, which we've talked about quite a few times on this podcast. But n- now we're really talking about, you know, drilling down to either a uniform or a style. Yeah. Um, which adds in a whole other layer of considerations and mm. it's personalization as well. Mm. Yeah. Look, I think all in all, it's been a it's been a really eye-opening experience, and it's a journey that I want to continue to tweak over time. Um, I think I just want to really understand what type of longevity I want to get out of a uniform, and also how to you know think about the life cycle of all these products you know as they come into my life. But I think you know. I, I think even though I got multiple versions and colors of the same cuts, 
um, I probably need to do a better job of looking after my clothes. Mm. I think the pants held up really well, but the t-shirt certainly seemed to get quite a bit of wear. So I want to make sure that I'm following the washing instructions or maybe I didn't have enough. 10 in rotation. And mind you, like this is when, you know, I had a day job. So I was, you know, I'm not relying on the uniform as much now. Mm. So it would have got a lot more life and wears out of it. Yeah. But I'd like to almost get to a science in terms of, you know, how many of the same clothes is needed. Yeah. To last, you know, quite a few years. Yeah. Yeah. That's not excessive. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the next phase. But I think phase. obviously quality is important for yes. that. You know, like you can't go in and expect a fast fashion item to go the the distance. But even and high so quality items, if you... It, if you don't look after them, yeah. obviously, yes. But I think if you do look after them well and you've spent the money up front, yeah. then it should, it should go the distance. Yeah. So... Yeah, sure. but it's interesting because many times, like, I know that you like extremes. So, this whole personal uniform, eating once a day, doing exercise, like, you're constantly layering and challenging yourself to do different things. Mm. But, like, in many ways, I actually envy that because it's less decisions that you have to make on a daily basis. Like, yeah. I remember when you first started OMAD, I was like, geez. That's so easy. You don't have to think about what you're going to have for breakfast. You don't have to think about what you're going to have for dinner. You just have one meal a day. And yeah. That's, that's that. Yeah. So, and it's the same with the personal uniform. Yes. Every time you step out the door, you're wearing pretty much the same thing. Yes. And, you know, you've got maybe a couple of colors to choose from what's currently in your wardrobe rather than in the wash, but that's, that's where it ends. Yeah. So, I do see that as something to aspire to yeah but i just and it's interesting about the omad stuff you talk about like the weight loss and everything i'm still marveling at the the simplicity of it yeah that's probably the greatest feature yeah of eating one meal a day is it it just gets you thinking about how much we think about food yeah (laughs) oh my god yeah food consumes our minds so much day to day to not have to think about two-thirds is Mm. just a blessing it's so good yeah And I think you can obviously translate that same thought process into fashion and what you're wearing. So, you know, if you, if, as Michael mentioned before, it's just, if you're not sure about it, try it out, put like the clothes that you don't think that you would wear as part of your personal uniform, put them into a box and put them away for 30 days Yeah, and try and give without buying anything, try and drill it down to as basic as you possibly feel confident and good in and see how that feels Yeah, and and go from there. I think that's a good place to start. Absolutely. And I think on top of that, just start taking note of what you end up wearing quite consistently anyway. Mm. Just that simple thing of, you know, if you've got clothes that hang, put the hangers all in one direction and then as you wear them, when you put them back, flip the so that the hook goes in the opposite direction. Yeah. And then after 30 days, you will see which hooks are still facing the way that you started off. Yes. And then you can assess if those clothes are actually ones that you want to keep because yes. you haven't touched them. Yes. So it's just little things like that. I mean, I'm sure most people are aware of little tricks yeah. um, of that nature. Yeah, and I, and I think it's I think that's a really good tangible tip, and I think just from a mindset standpoint, um, I think special occasions is a really interesting thing, and and I think 
you know, in my example, you've seen that a personal uniform is really for like... Every day. Every day. Yeah. So you can still have the freedom and flexibility. And these are not my rules. These You make your own rules. Yeah. But you can still have the freedom and flexibility to have some special clothes for those special moments. But I also think it's a trap and we need to maybe challenge the narrative of, you know, and, and I, I've heard this particularly with, with females, but like, you know, if you go to like a wedding, for example, mm. and uh, you've oh, just you got like a go-to dress, same. like you've got a go-to dress that you use for like formal occasions, mm. but then it's like you keep wearing the same dress to all these occasions and you have similar crowds or you don't want people yeah. taking photos of you in the same dress yeah but for for something that's occasional like this is something that implies it's not happening mm. very often mm. it kind of sucks how that's and so that's many the women pressure. that i know even buy a new dress for every single special occasion yes and just wear it that one time yeah that's and a really common like, thing that's madness that's a really common thing yeah so I would love to maybe like hopefully buy one that you really that really looks good on you and that suits you and that you feel amazing in, so that that actually completely counteracts all of the other ones that you quickly rush out to buy in the shops because you need a new outfit and that might look all right, but buy that one stunning piece that you actually feel confident time and time again to wear regardless but I think the more people that start doing this and even if if someone says something have confidence in yourself enough to go yeah I don't need more than one dress in my wardrobe for weddings why would I like think Mm. about it that way rather than like oh have they you know are they thinking about are they going to say something do I want I won't post my pictures up on the internet because people will be thinking something I don't think people actually Give a shit. Yeah. Well, but if you're already know, if you're seeing these people, if these people have been exposed to you, and let's say you already have a pretty simple everyday wear mm. that's consistent, mm. then there's not going to be as much expectations or pressure. Mm. And you just need to be confident and own that this is what you're doing. Yeah. And if people ask, then you confidently say like, yeah. well... I only need one dress. Like, what's yeah. what's the point of having multiple and, and wasting hours upon hours of time every time a special occasion comes up to have to buy something new? Yeah. And then, like, it's not even just the dress. Then it's the shoes, the stockings, the jacket, whatever, to add on top of that yeah. to complete the outfit. It's just, it's crazy. So, it almost gets me thinking that, like, you know, the uniform needs to exist in different contexts of your life. Yeah. You know, if you're looking for something that's more dynamic, it's like if you exercise, mm. you might have, and I think most people do, they have mm. typically the same type of clothes that they wear mm. for exercise. So apply that to your everyday wear, apply that to your home wear and apply that to your occasional wear. Mm. But um, yeah, I just hope that we can start to shift those expectations of each other and feel more comfortable. Well, it's not easy in a in a world that you know that values throwaway fashion. So, but I think money. it's yeah, I think it's start it's important to start shifting that mindset and that conversation to to feel confident in your own skin, regardless of what you're wearing. And and that's what the gift of minimalism is. It it starts to help you shift your 
your value for yourself from external factors to mm, looking internal. within. Yeah. So, you know, you know, and that's where this motivation for this conversation, this article mm. came from is the concept of minimalism. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just refer back to that philosophy um, to feel proud, actually, mm. um, that you're owning this as opposed to feeling like you're being left out yeah. by society. Yeah, it's a good place to wrap it up, Michael. Sure. Thanks for that chat. Yeah. It was fun. It was. It was yeah. a good one. Nice. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Speak to you again next Monday then. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Chat to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. So there it is. Episode 25 of the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. What it's like wearing the same clothes every day. Uh, guys, I hope that gave you some insights into, I suppose, my personal journey towards wearing the same clothes and, and what that felt like, what I'm going to be doing moving forward. And, um, and, and hopefully that inspires you to, you know, maybe look at something for yourself like that. Uh, maybe it doesn't have to be to the same extreme, but certainly looking at the intentionality of what you wear and, you know, how much that might be potentially weighing you down with how many decisions you have to make on a daily basis or if you really care about fashion i mean maybe thinking of it as a tool to become an icon in in your sphere of influence much like steve jobs or the wiggles <laughs> um so we, we have links in the show notes to the article i wrote about this topic as well as some some other resources uh a few youtube clips as well uh which you can find at the show notes at the minimalistvegan.com slash zero two five that's the minimalistvegan.com slash 025. Okay, so uh, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, thank you again for your attention. We, we don't take it for granted. We know that there's a lot that you could be doing with your time. So whether you're walking, you're commuting, you're washing the dishes, you're folding clothes, um, thank you for tuning in. And as always, here's to living with less stuff and more compassion. Peace.